Hey, hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Is your mind still bugging you with worries and concerns and fears about the future? Are you having troubles achieving peace of mind because the drunk monkey in your head is jumping up and down and telling you that things are going to be bad? I've been coaching high conscious people like you for decades and if you can't spot the underlying motivation of your mind's worries and your mind's concerns, then you're never going to be able to transcend it and reach the peace of mind that you desire. So today I want to help you get on the path to transcending some of the worries, the doubts, the concerns. I'm going to read from my new book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Boom. And here's a little hint. You can't do it by changing or trying to program your mind to be more positive, that actually backfires on you. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I wanna help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So let's start by taking a deep breath in through the nose. Hold your breath as long as you can. Close your eyes if that's appropriate. Keep them open if that's appropriate, it's no big deal. Keep taking long, slow, deep breaths, holding them as long as you can. Be with me in the moment. Let's take a moment and transcend the survival consciousness. And we're going to do that by setting an intention for enlightened consciousness. So take another deep breath in again. Hold your breath and repeat after me. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through. To experience the purity of my own consciousness to know that all is well, to embrace life, people, and circumstances exactly as they are. Please set the intention to release my need for things to be different, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including myself. Take a deep breath in right now. Connect with the idea that all is well. Because ultimately, peace of mind is an expression of an enlightened perspective. And an enlightened perspective is simply that all is well. Unfortunately, the drunk monkey is gonna block you from experiencing all is well because the drunk monkey, that talking in your head, is an automatic mechanism for trying to solve and figure out the mysteries that might take you out as a human being. So the drunk monkey in your head is on autopilot and it's not in the peace of mind business. The drunk monkey in your head is in the fear, survival, get what I can, grab what I can, greed business. So today I want to read from you from my book, Quiet Mind, Epic Life. This is a chapter on an unconscious reflex today. And we've been working on the unconscious reflexes for a while. There's 12 of them that I've identified. We talk about six in my book. And really to to go into the ultimate quiet mind state, you have to do four things. One, you have to transcend the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. Two, you have to be able to spot and then heal the hidden motives to survive. Three, you must embrace perspectives that empower you. And there's a whole series of enlightened perspectives that we've been able to distinguish utilizing a, a technique called muscle testing. And then Ultimately, you have to become a master of your language. Recontextualization. It's not positive thinking. It's something different, actually. But today, what we're going to work on is transcending the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey. We're going to read chapter 11 on forecasting the negative. 
So forecasting the negative is an unconscious reflex of the drunk monkey. And it's one of the reflexes that the drunk monkey uses to try and avoid negative consequences by forecasting what potential negatives might happen in the future. In other words, the drunk monkey pretends that it's psychic and that it can tell what the future is. And it does that in an effort to avoid pain and gain pleasure. And for being honest, that's a pretty awesome survival system. I mean, come on, you know, when you're when your ancestors were walking through the plains and suddenly there was a rustling sound in the bushes, their ability to estimate enabled them to avoid being ambushed by maybe an oncoming predator or another tribe. Forecasting negative futures is really, really useful when you are actually in dangerous situations. But you want this functionality to really work when you are trying to cross a busy street, right? Or if you're out on a hike and, um, you know, there is actual potential danger, then forecasting the negative is very useful. But for most of life, it's not useful at all. Unfortunately, for you and I, these unconscious reflexes are hardwired into our thinking, we get bombarded with unwanted negative information when we're trying to do something awesome with our life. Here's an example from my own life. Let me, let me share with you. I estimate that my mind today is quiet around 90 plus percent of the time. But enlightened or not, I'm still human. And becoming enlightened takes intentional focus. But here's what you need to know. You can go into those awakened states, but staying there, that is a whole different task. And I will tell you, so many of our predecessors decided to leave society altogether because staying in the enlightened state is a serious pain in the ass when you're surrounded by the world. So that said, I'm an animal. I have biological drives. I'm a normal person. I'm married. I have two ex-wives. I have four kids. I have debts. I have assets. I have three businesses. I have cash flow to manage, hobbies, aspirations, limitations. I have all kinds of considerations. That's to say that I am confronted with unconscious reflexes just like you. Hi, my name is Matthew Ferry and I am a human being. I'm just a human being who was driven to achieve quiet mind, epic life. And 50 years of life, I have developed tools to rise above the negativity and experience what is traditionally called enlightened states. But I still get up every morning, sometimes tired. And as they say, I, I fight the good fight. You know, my biology sneaks up on me. It's, it sneaks in there and it tries to keep me safe. To drive this point home, let's examine a recent forecasting the negative experience that I had. Here's the back channel. I'd spent the better part of a decade trying to escape my reputation for being a great sales trainer. When I left that world years ago, I was really good at it and thousands of people were disappointed that I wasn't offering my programs that, that I was known for. And at the time, I was committed to becoming known as a mindset coach. I realized that the sales business and business blocks in general were mental, and I had developed some very powerful solutions to combat those blocks. So for the better part of a decade, I had been working almost exclusively 
in the real estate industry and on Wall Street. And I help the, the brass tax business people just be more productive using mindset strategies. I think you'll see that theme is just kind of in everything that I do because of the people that I work with. But suddenly, I had this inspiration to go all the way as a mindset coach. Now, I had been teaching the dynamics uh, of the drunk monkey for, you know, 24 years by this point. And first, as a part of my sales training, and then more broadly, as a part of my mindset methodology. But in the process, I had entered into this quiet mind state, what you might call an enlightened state. I became fascinated with helping other people achieve this state. Shortly after it happened to me, I was like, whoa, right? I'd been teaching various iterations of what I now call the rapid enlightenment process to my private clients and to my private mastermind group for about a decade. You know, I even hosted an event called Breakthrough to Bliss for, for a few years with small groups to really perfect the system that I teach now. But I never declared myself a spiritual teacher. I never did it. You know what I mean? I, 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 had, a, I had an unconscious reflex called forecasting the negative. Literally, seemingly out of nowhere, I had this nagging feeling that if I tell people that I'm enlightened, if I promise people that I can help them to create the conditions for rapid enlightenment, that I would be publicly humiliated. Now, to make things even more fun, my wife, Kristen, had the exact same feeling. And there's no basis for this feeling. The drunk monkey is literally raining on our parade just to try and keep us, quote unquote, safe. But I got the inspiration to write this book in January, and it was a couple years back. And I'm just getting started. And now it's mid-May at the time of the writing of this book, and it's taken me this long sort of pushing through this unconscious reflex. So first of all, we can celebrate how amazing that is. You know, for, for four and a half months, I was stuck. I declared I was a spiritual leader. I wanted to write the book. And then I was like, uh, 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 right, I was stuck. Wow, four and a half months, that's fast. Right, in the, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. And this book is a life changer for me. Even if only one person reads it, the fact that I took the time to document the process of rapid enlightenment is a personal best for me. It's a crowning achievement in my life. How many people die with their books still in them? How many people have the inspiration to do something life-changing? And it takes decades for them to find the courage. So for me, four and a half months, that was a blip on the time scale of life, but stop, okay? Did you see what I just did there? That's called recontextualization. That was recontextualization in action. It's the skill of describing the conditions and circumstances of, of your life in a way that empowers you. And I snuck that in there just to make sure that you're getting it, okay? So how did I do it so fast? How did I go from the recognition? So I said, I want to be a spiritual teacher. Then immediately all these fears and doubts and concerns came, came up. And then I worked through the process and four and a half months later, I'm writing the book. How did it happen so fast? There are three parts to this process. So part one, you distinguish the unconscious reflex. 
So Kristen and I were fearful. You know, we, we both kept getting unwanted visions of being humiliated and our peace being taken from us. Unwanted. We didn't ask for them, but here they came there. The visions were just coming. Now, because we have trained thousands of people and practiced distinguishing the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey, because we've practiced that in our own life, our enlightened alarm bells started going off like, wait a second. We were forecasting the negative. Part two, distinguish the underlying hidden motive to survive. So think about it in this way. The drunk monkey talking in your head is the effect of something. Every unconscious reflex has a trigger. And the triggers are programs in consciousness itself, not in your psychology, but in what creates your psychology. They're like filters. And if I can put a filter over my camera lens, well, all of a sudden, I'm not seeing things exactly as they are. And that's exactly what this is like. Hidden motives are exactly like a filter that you put over your reality. They distort the reality in an effort to actually help you to survive. So we've distinguished that there was a hidden motive to survive, distorting our perspective. And that hidden motive is called traitor. And this is a motive to hide who you really are for being, for, for, Fear of being negatively affected, persecuted, ridiculed, embarrassed, made fun of, harmed in some way. The program seems to be encoded in our consciousness. It's a very deep and almost completely undistinguished motive to survive. So we use the trader release meditation. I'd like you to do the same thing. If you, if you want to, you can download it at matthewferry.com forward slash motives. Download it as my gift. Do it if, it if this speaks to you. We use the trader release meditation to diffuse the impact and pull apart and start to correct this imbalance of the unconscious reflexes. Now, Kristen and I would release one aspect of Trader. We would start to feel free. We'd feel like, oh my God, it's amazing. And then all of a sudden, boom, a new thing would come back. We'd start to feel like we needed to hide ourselves again for fear of negative consequences. Then we would discover that there were other versions of Trader. And you'll see that in my book. You'll see that I, I give you 10 aspects of Trader, how it shows up. But there's actually, I think, 130 or 140 versions that we found over the years. So we would discover new versions and we would just go back right into the release meditation over and over and just, we would just continue to take on this idea, this illogical conclusion that we were going to be harmed for speaking our mind. Now, concurrently, Kristen and I used the releasing attachment exercise and I'll put a link to the releasing attachment exercise on my blog. You'll also find it in my book. I'll put a link down below for you, okay? But when the drunk monkey exaggerates the potential of a loss, you become attached to getting the results that you seek, and that attachment actually degrades you. So on one side, we were afraid of being um, um, harmed by speaking up. On the other side, we were afraid we weren't going to get some elusive results, and there was creating this attachment, and if you don't see the exaggeration for what it really is, then you'll be fearful for no reason. And that clouds your decision making. 
It causes you to procrastinate. And I was procrastinating. In this case, Kristen and I saw that we were attached to our peace. And the drunk monkey was forecasting the negative future, telling us that we were going to be discredited and attacked if we taught the rapid enlightenment process publicly. We'd been teaching it privately for almost a decade, but to go public with it, the brain was literally jumping up and down. However, the drunk monkey is not psychic. The drunk monkey does not know what the future holds. By seeing the drunk monkey, by seeing it, the awareness, by seeing it forecasting the negative, by removing the hidden motive to survive that got activated and releasing our attachment to outcomes that we were fantasizing about, I was able to make peace with the fact that what I talk about is disruptive to the spiritual status quo, and that's just part of the process. It is. It just is. Part three, create a new context, recontextualization. So I accept that my casual demeanor and my no BS street style, matter of fact, teaching style often agitates people who are desperately seeking enlightenment through their religious traditions. I realize that. I realize that I tend to offend people because I have a no bullshit style about me and I'm really straight about things and I'm and I I don't pretend like I'm holier than thou and that enlightenment is special. Enlightenment is not special. Enlightenment is nothing more than you going into a state of recognizing that all is well and the moment that happens, boom, you go into a state of profound peace and everything in your life gets better. That's not special per se. That's just you optimizing for your inner state and I've noticed that that's just a certain kind of person, probably you. You want to optimize for your inner state. If people are uncomfortable and seek to discredit me publicly, so be it. Kristen and I both possess the tools to remain in an authentic state of joy and peace and flow and prosperity no matter what happens in the external environment. We're inspired to bring the rapid enlightenment process into the world. And we appreciate that there will be a broad spectrum of responses. We do not resist all of the potential futures that may unfold. Instead, we take intentional action on what we're committed to. Now, that's the context that we've created to eliminate the impact of the unconscious reflex forecasting the negative and the underlying hidden motive to survive, traitor. So by now, you're seeing how the unconscious reflexes of the drunk monkey and the hidden motives to survive, they're, they're linked, right? If you've been watching these videos or listening to these podcasts, you're starting to see that it's all connected together. If you read my book, I explain it in detail. The unwanted talking in your head, I'm betting that you are confronted by unwanted, unneeded talking in your head and that it is persuading you to not put yourself at risk of being uncomfortable. But the drunk monkey's false perspectives, its futures that it fears are not real. They're just possibilities. They're just made up fantasies. They're just futures that it projects into the theater of your mind and assumes that you're too weak to handle it. But nothing could be further from the truth. In your process of becoming enlightened, 
Your primary job is to challenge the drunk monkey at all times, at no matter what. It's literally like anything the mind says, you say, screw you. I don't believe it. Prove it. Never take anything that the survival mind says to you at face value. The drunk monkey makes up stories. It estimates. It, it, its motives are not your motives. That's the thing. Its concerns are baseline biological drives like looking good, getting a mate, being well regarded, making sure the tribe stays on your side during dangerous circumstances. Those are baseline motives. Those are not your motives. If you're listening to these words right now, then you've transcended the basic survival pursuits of being a human. You are now fully entrenched in your desire to experience enlightened states. And when the drunk monkey is forecasting the negative, it's doing its job. It's doing its job. It's working to keep you away from potential rejection, embarrassment, harassment, wasting time, etc., losing money. The drunk monkey is attached to looking good, being smart, fitting in, being well-regarded, etc. These are all great survival strategies if you are a pack animal like human beings. Our ancestors, they, our ancestors needed to fit in in order to survive. But as a creative, free-thinking, bold person committed to living an epic life, you are not in a survival situation. You are in a creative, thriving, prosperous, make-it-happen, new situation. Anytime you feel the drunk monkey forecasting the negative, use these awareness questions to help you create a new context. Here we go. You ready? Think about something that the drunk monkey is fantasizing about. These are the questions that I ask my drunk monkey on a regular basis. How do you know that this is true, drunk monkey? Where did you learn that this would be the future? Can you tell what the future is, drunk monkey? Are you psychic? What will really happen if we do this, drunk monkey? Think it through. What will really happen? Let's, let's go all the way through it. Then I transform and I go, well, what am I committed to? What do I want? What is the best possible outcome? What is the most effortless action that I can take today to get the ball rolling? And then I often ask myself, what do I need to say to the drunk monkey to make it feel comfortable? Because sometimes what I do is I just, I just treat the drunk monkey like it's a, like it's a pet. I just pet it. Oh, I know, drunk monkey. You're so scared. It's going to be okay. So don't get mad at your mind. Don't turn the drunk monkey into an enemy. The drunk monkey has served you and your ancestors very well. Forecasting the negative is very useful when you are taking actual risks. Very useful. If you have the power to see the upside and the downside of any given situation, you're better informed. You're going to make better decisions. That's really good. And if you can do that unemotionally, if you can weigh the pros and cons without going cuckoo into fear land, you are going to make some amazing decisions. This is a critical biological function. I highly recommend that you use the drunk monkey to your advantage. What I don't recommend is being used by the drunk monkey. When the drunk monkey goes off the rails and starts believing these negative forecasts are true, that's when you start to feel fearful. 
And it's terrible. If you don't have the conscious awareness to recognize that it's a made up story and that it has no basis in reality and that it's literally a figment of your imagination, it is terrible. And as an enlightened person, you must practice seeing that the drunk monkey's negative forecast is just one possibility in a sea of possibilities. And if you get really honest with yourself, you even begin to see that the odds of those negative things happening almost never apply to someone who is creative, free thinking, bold, persistent like you. Once you become aware of the drunk monkey and its use of these unconscious reflexes, things like forecasting the negative, you can then recontextualize and create a context that empowers you. So here's a question for you. What what negative future has the drunk monkey been avoiding for you? What is a new recontextualization that you could write down? Put it in the comments for me. Do a recontextualization right there in the comments. Let's, let's work on this together. I'd love to be a part of your process in this. Let's celebrate your new freedom. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind Epic Life. Will you make sure to like this video? Will you share this video with your fellow spiritual hooligans? And will you, of course, leave me a comment? Those three things actually tell YouTube, hey, this is a video that other people should watch. And that, that would mean a lot to me if you would help me to spread this message. But it would also mean a lot to a lot of people because there's a lot of people like you and I who aren't getting this message and it would make such a difference for them. Now, if you dig the things that I'm saying, make sure you subscribe to my channel. We'll send you the videos. If you press the little bell button, then you'll also get a uh, you'll get a, a notification as well. Okay, and I really, really, really encourage you to leave me a comment. I'm I'm excited about chatting with you. There's nothing that is off limits with me. And finally, consider joining us in our Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group. There's a whole bunch of us. We're all chatting about these ideas all the time. We're communing together, supporting each other. We'd love to have you be a part of the community. I'll put the link below. Okay. Thanks again for tuning into this daily enlightenment.